podcast has changed my life. Dad, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! <laughs> like, oh, hey, yeah. that's a Jason. Yeah, the Leslie Nelson writing. Speaking of, I was sat next to two journalists on a bus last night. Right. Coming back from the campground. Mm. And... I got chatting to them, mm. and they like they work at like Crikey and Bloomfield or something. I don't know. Is that it, Bloomberg? <laughs> Bloomberg, <laughs> Bloomfield. Is that a cigarette? I don't know what Bloomfield is. Mm. Um, I think maybe it's a shop in America over there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the Crikey journalist. I was mm. like, "What are you? What were you doing at Splendor?" And she's like, "I'm mm. on a panel talking about the situation in a, in the yeah. Ukraine." And I was like, "Holy hell!" It, it's weird for them to be called Crikey. You'd think they'd like just report on. You know, Steve it's Irwin. a pathetic name for some an organisation that takes itself pretty seriously. <laughs> it's like so much. Like if SMH was called Bloody Hell, yeah. Or New York Times is called Golly Gosh. Holy macaroni. Dot com dot au. Pay forty dollars a month to subscribe. The Holy macaroni. You won't believe the news in here behind the paywall. We've got it's extra like, stuff that's going to make you go, God damn! It's crazy. Da- the Daily Mail has a more respectable name than Crikey. The Daily Mail is a great name. Daily Mail is like. Fucking bikini again. The tiniest bikini you've ever seen. And then Crikey's like, it's like dead in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. The economy's <laughs> fucked. The Tories are trying to kill us. Um, anyway. All the exclamation mark in our organisation. So namesake. she so she was telling me, I was like, how was your festival? And she mm. was just like, oh, terrible. But not like, she was like, but she said she just sat backstage yeah. the entire time drinking because it was like too muddy. And then I read her article about Splendour. Yeah. And it was like. She's talking about being out in the mud and, like, oh, getting caught in the rain. Yes. And, like, and I'm like, you told me last night that you would just seek cover in the VIP yeah. fancy bit that you were allowed to go to and you just stayed there drinking wine and probably eating oysters. Dude, can I say every article should be taken with a grain of salt. I'm sure mm. I've said this before on this podcast, but, I mean, I was involved. I've been involved in a few um, media scuffles. scuffles. Um, one was the landlord referencing, mm. and in that, I mean, in my show I talk about, I talked to a uh, Daily Mail reporter, which yeah. that won't surprise anyone, but I spoke to him and he asked a few personal questions. Did um, Crikey cover that one? Crikey didn't, no, but I know of. Um, I quite like Crikey, I should say. I, I, I think I've given them money before. Yeah, no, me too. I, I got to blocked subscribe. on Twitter by the editor. Oh, Bernard King? Bernard King. <laughs> I don't know why he blocked me. I think me. He's, he's emotional. On that. I think he loves to block people. <laughs> people need to get off Twitter. Anyway. Point is, I just lied in a bunch of these questions to the journalist, and they yeah. printed all of it without like checking or anything. I mean, how could you check? But I mean, it makes you read whenever you read about yourself or something you know about you. It makes you take other articles uh, with a grain of salt. Um, same thing with the, uh, the 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 bin saga that I was the in. Bin I, saga. I lied to the journalist then to like about a few small details to make it suit me yes. and make the narrative suit me. They printed all of that as if it was fact. Like the the letter, for example, that that angry guy wrote me. Actually, he wrote it to my dad, which I think I yeah, said on this like last yeah, year. Yeah. I just didn't include that because it doesn't suit me. Would have been great if your dad it. did a tell-all interview. <laughs> yeah, he <should>. <laughs> <laughs> Throws you under the bus. Years later. I should be getting the Twitter followers, not Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you about the Dine and Discover thing I did. What I talked that? about that on here. What did you do? I thought, you know, the Dine and Discover uh, vouchers. Yeah. Uh, that in New South Wales, as part of like, yes. to, like yes, a yes, COVID yes. payment, you get 50 bucks and you can spend it at the yep, movies. Yep, or yep. Those things, everyone got like 100 bucks. Uh, oh, 50 I for this. Dine and 50 yeah. for Discover. Yeah. I pretended that I got 75 bucks for each because I was a uh, VIP. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. That, that was a program that the government, the New South Wales government were doing. Yeah. And people they wanted high profile people to get more. 
to spend more, take yeah, a photo, exactly. promote the vouchers. Yeah, and a journalist was like, I almost got her to believe that. That one didn't get printed, but she was like pretty close to doing it. Also, the other point I make is having done media at uni, you'll see people making posts on um, social media, like on their private Facebook accounts. Being like, does anyone oh, yeah. fit I into this, this category? Does anyone play tennis? Like, and anyone got erectile dysfunction that wants to come yeah. on and talk about it on my radio show? Or like, have played tennis and found it to be a toxic culture. They love that. And it's that. like, well, hang on. If you're doing a story about tennis, you should ask if has anyone had experience with tennis and mm. then try and talk to all of them. But yeah. if you're actually selecting for the people who... Ha- had a toxic culture experience, then of course you're going to get toxic culture yeah, people. It's like, any, you're co- like, any comedians had negative experiences in the comedy scene? I want to talk to you. They're well, already going in to yeah, specifically well, talk about Well, you've come up it. with the story and the angle and then you're going to like confirmation. Yeah, bias, going the wrong way. To, you should go to the community and find out what the actual mm, story is and yes. report on that. I just, I'm very sceptical of the whole thing. And this is another example. Yeah, I know. This person's lying about what they actually did just to suit the narrative, which they think is just like, oh, that it's money, it's Splendor. It's now, because I've been reading all the articles yes. and they're all like, everyone's trying to write a more gruesome tale. Yes. Each one is getting worse and worse. Totally. There was one in The Guardian today. It's so pathetic. It's like a The Guardian was, she was like, bodies battered and bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody. It was just mud. <laughs> bloody. I didn't say. What do you mean, bloody? <laughs> that speaks. I saw that, that had um, public urination as I well. I saw that. It's, it's like, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Have you never been to a music festival? What year uh, was there no public urination? COVID's probably going to pop there, though. Oh, you're That's what I was thinking. And you outdoors. Know, like, outdoors, but also the mud. You, the Spanish flu really kicked off in the mud trenches. Did it? Mm. That's oh what, and that's what it felt like. Jesus. And I think we're doing okay. <laughs> if this is our World War One <laughs> splendor in the grass, that was a great example. Did you see splendor in the mud up on the? Oh, they changed. They it. changed it well, up yeah, on the, the stage. But apparently, the inside. That's when you co-op the joke, you know. Yeah, I thought it was a tacky. I didn't like it. Oh, I think it's tacky too. Yeah, yeah but, but it kind of you own the narrative a little bit. You can own the narrative all you want, but it's also yeah. I guess you can't ignore that it is money. But I was talking to one of the people that work at the festival, and mm. they were saying. Comms for the ever for the festival has been going is mm. like never refer even joke at about mud. Splendor, in, splendor in the mud. Yeah, because there right. has been muddy ones in the past, and that's where the name obviously comes from. Oh, I went when it was muddy once. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. muddy. It was annoying. Yeah, I've been there when it was muddy, but yeah. this was like oh, yeah, it <laughs> seems crazy. Seemed pretty muddy, <laughs> but I had a great weekend. It's so funny yeah, that you were staying in a hotel and you hotel. got there day two. Yeah, I got there, so I didn't get any rain. Also, like yeah, I could go into at a pass to get into all the other bars, and yeah. so it was like. Did you fine. did you think about how it could all go wrong and turn to chaos like we were talking about last week? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I couldn't believe it when because I was in a group chat with all the comedians. Yeah. After we talked about the thing, yeah. And like they were all messaging like the day trying to get in, and they were like people were like turning around and coming home, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People weren't getting to their it. tents till like four a.m. Right. And, yeah. So I was like, "Fuck, it's happening!" Totally. And then and these, volunteers these lines, exactly what I said, dude. These lines, yeah, and they couldn't get water. People are like screaming. They're in there for six hours. I'm like, holy shit. Totally. It's happening. And volunteers didn't show up because they'd, like I said, that they'd abandon their posts if it was too chaotic. Yeah. In a similar way, it was yeah. too wet, so a lot of people just never went to their posts. And bar staff who weren't even mm. volunteers, they just were like, it's not worth it for $25 an hour. To yeah, like really? In. Yeah. I was chatting to one last night mm. and she was like, yeah, we get paid whatever, 30 bucks an hour. She's mm. like, but it's like 15 hour shifts. And, there's, and she's like, it's just too long. It's like, no. Yeah. So why would you go in? Totally. Yeah. I'm with them. It was like a perfect storm mm. of things that could go wrong. And then no Wiggles appearance. No Wiggles. We saw one Wiggle. I saw Dicko. 
You're sort of dicko. Well, okay. I had like a big, long, like a half an hour conversation with dicko. What's he like? This is great. You've it's, been rubbing shoulders with the. He's like a really nice guy. Yeah. I told him that, like, I was like, I, I, I thought what I said at the start was nice. I thought, yeah. He, I said, because I went, I was like, dicko, he was hanging around where I was. Yeah. And I was like, can I get a selfie? And he's like, yeah, man, sure. And then I said to him, you were a big part of my life growing up. Yeah. That's how I opened it. And I think so he gets with the age thing. Yeah, and he was like, and he goes, oh, of course, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. You probably don't even remember me. And I was like, are you kidding me? What like, do you mean don't even remember? You no, just he said was that being he was like, yeah, but he was being like, you know, like, I get, you know, like funny, funny, respectful, blah, okay, blah, blah. Yes. It was a long time ago. Uh, but then we had okay. a great chat. It was telling me he's working back in the music industry. His car broke down that morning. So he came back into the festival. Okay, that's not too bad. He was hitting the booze hard. I mean, that's his excuse. Oh, the car. I couldn't get a start. I suppose I've got to have nine whiskeys here with Sam Taunton. <laughs> You've twisted my arm. It is funny because he didn't even go out into the... He just stayed in this area that mm. you could just drink out. Was he, he doing a speech? He did music trivia. Music he hosted trivia some mu- music Dicker. trivia in God. the forum on one of the days. It is actually fun. And he said that he was like, music was cancelled. He goes, we had a big turnout. Like yeah, he was stoked. He was like, totally. Dicko's back. Oh, good on him. Dicko's back on top of the world. Who was your favourite Australian Idol contestant? Oh, great question. Um, uh, maybe, so it wasn't Damien Leith. Don't say Damien Leith. It was... Oh. The Irish guy. He won, like, season three or he, something. I always see him in, like, regional performing arts venues, like totally. posters of him on the wall. Like um, Cosima DeVito, do you remember her? Mm. Yeah, big fan. Really? I don't know. but I, I could take a leave her. You could take – what about – She had the throat issues. Um, what about – I mean, I – The nodules. She had the nodules. Guy Sebastian, I still mm. think he's all right. And he's a member at the Lakes Golf Club, which I like. Okay. I think that's pretty Fair cool. Fair enough. Um I mean, now if it happened, I would like Shane, Shannon Knoll just because he, like, just gets in fights at nightclubs. He defines something. His private school boy rant, um, or you private school fuck, I'll kick your fucking face in, you fuck, you private school fuck. That was <laughs> That's pretty, pretty all time. It's hard to be that. I like that. Oh, when Paul Any got caught, caught drink driving. I like that. Yes, as well. yeah. totally. I, and I suppose her, she was kind of like had underdog status because of the dress. She the was dress told that she looked fat in the dress. I my, looked at the dress my recently. My boy Dicko like was ragging oh on her. Oh my god! Do you true. remember that he said you need to lose some weight or yes. wear more appropriate clothing? Did you pick that up? Bring I didn't that say up that to Dicko. Are you kidding? I'm not going to be like you're a big yeah. part of my life. Also, what you did to Pauline? No, nah, just ask. Like, how did that? You know, do you regret your actions? Do you reckon that would have been a bigger story if that happened today? Do I reckon it would be a bigger? I mean, I just don't think it would happen today because I I have looked at the photos and she just simply like you know, did she look cur- good? She I look, can't yeah, really she just, remember. She just looked normal. Like curvier figures are in now, so it just wouldn't. I don't think Dicko would have had that thought now. She's like, a, but it, now she heard the whole. Now she would have been. She's a queen now. Yeah, people weren't labelled as queens back then. Totally, but then like she's a girl boss queen. That body shape just wasn't as right. in my Paul Innie was my favourite. Why? I liked her. Just best voice. She had a wonderful <laughs> voice. A very strong, that kind, that's powerful your voice. And she didn't do the too much vocal gymnastics. I Holy hell. Guy did a lot of vocal gymnastics and he's t- a talented guy. <laughs> Good on him. But I didn't. he had a bit of a thin, like, timbre to his voice. Dude. And it wasn't, like, as powerful. And he did. And this is how I'll always remember Guy Sebastian. No offense. Good on him. His, I don't know if you remember World Idol. I do, yeah. He went over. I was rooting for him. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, basically maybe around season three or something yeah. of Australian Idol, this would have been mid-noughties, 
you know, the, the idol phenomenon had swept the globe. It's like the World Cup. And it was like the World Cup. Where the, well, it was like Eurovision, but on a world yeah, scale, yeah, yeah. really. And did they – and I think Dicko went to represent us in I the judging. Th- or was it Mark Holden? I feel like Dicko was there in some capacity. God, Mark Holden is lame. But Simon Cowell he was, was there. there. Well, he owns it. Oh, exactly. He mm. probably – yeah. Oh, God. Money make it for him. But this is what I remember is that Guy got up there, did all right, and then cut to Simon Cowell, and this is the big moment. Because <laughs> this is the moment where it's like, what is the guy who invented this format, the kind of mean guy who tells it like it is from America, the country we look up to, what is his opinion on our biggest export? And the first thing he said was, God, you look weird. <laughs> <laughs> is that actually what he said? <laughs> Should I get it up? Yeah. You look weird. He's like, fuck, you look weird. <laughs> did he compliment on his voice? No, no. Is it because he's like, oh, he did. He had the big afro back then. Yeah. This is a no, bit of a vibe of his. Listen to that vocal gymnastics. Don't you think this is just a bit shit? Yeah, and it's just all vocal gymnastics. It's too much. Look at that hair. Yeah, I know. And that necklace. White blazer with like like an Ed Hardy red yeah. T-shirt. Bad fashion. There's some women with uh, afros in the audience. Okay, let's go to the judges. Let's go to Simon. Oh, Dicko's there. Oh! I am to be with you representing my adopted country in my homelands, you know, just showing off what I think is one of the best talents I've seen in a long time. Go the far. Yeah. Go Dicko. Go Dicko. That's how he spoke to me. Oh my god, is that so funny? Really? I think so. Entertaining people. Oh my god. They've got a judge from like each country. Good version. Will you win this competition? I think you're in with a strong chance, young man. Wow. Oh, that's the English Imagine guy. God, God, this felt yeah. good. The Polish judges was to invite a contestant for a Polish. This is so funny. It's really good. Uh, I would say the same to you. Here are two bottles for us. Great. <laughs> they love it. This is the Italian what? guy. Is he Italian? Like, I don't know. Seems it. Uh, Here we go. Question: The best voice we've heard so far. Oh my God. Um, you are unique. If I'm being honest, um, if I hadn't seen the competition and then I read in the new- or saw in the newspapers the following day a picture of you which said World Idol, I'd be a bit puzzled. Sure. Because you do look odd. That's a good thing. I've just never seen an Islander guy before. Stare off your rugby attempt. You did pretty good. Pretty good, made up for it. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> He's like chewing on a pen. <laughs> chewing a pen, being like, oh, you, look o- look, you look odd. I'll be honest. <laughs> Man, that is so crazy to respond that way. I was reading, I was watching. Um, but he, that's what was his big thing, I think, is being a bit like honest about. Of course. You've got to be fuckable. Character. You know, you got to. You gotta look good. I feel like that was the edgy thing that a lot of them said back then. Well, because they're the money men. That character that they yeah. were like Dicko was playing him Ooh. basically playing Simon Cow. Totally. Right? And they were like the industry gods. They totally. knew what was gonna shift units. And I it's like- about sex it's about not <laughs> yeah. looking odd. Don't you reckon though that then in sorry, just to go back to the Australian format for a second, 
Mark Holden then had the touchdown. There. Thank God he found it. Like, how did he pull <laughs> that out? Can we take a moment to say like, thank God? The most boring guy alive. Like, so <laughs> lame. And he made two attempts to kind of be relevant. Yeah. He became, like, the beatbox guy. Do you remember that? Like, there was that Joel. What? Remember Joel, um, God, what was his name? Yeah, the um, beatbox guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hang like, on, but you're saying Mark Holden No, he to took box. him under his wing. And like was like backed him and was this like is pre no this is during up. Idol and then obviously that Joel Joel Turner was it Joel Turner and the Modern yeah, Day I think Poets that makes yeah. Sense, yeah and um he had that song these kids these kids trapped in their struggling and he's going in a different beat do your best beatbox right now that's pretty good you go I could do pretty much that and I thought I was pretty good in high school. <laughs> Dude, everyone was beatboxing in high school. Everyone was. Oh, you would like to do that. Do you remember that? There was like there was like a file on LimeWire that like went around this guy beatboxing. Mm. Did I don't know if it came across your desk yeah. as a team. I feel like it might have. <laughs> and it was like, if your mother on and this guy yes, was like, yes, he was yes. like if you're And then he's like, no, the you. beast. Yeah. And he's like, wow. <laughs> Imagine throwing that to teens now who like are like live streaming on TikTok. So we were just making noises like, with our okay. mouth. Well, they're just better now. They are better. Every generation. But Holden, he took yep. the guy under his wing okay. and he was like, I'm the beatbox guy. And then like produced his album. And then I think like tried to sign, start a label for yeah. beatboxers. And every time a beatboxer would come on the show, he'd be like, mm. I'm the guy that gets beatboxing, <laughs> which is pathetic. Can, can I say though, as I get older, I kind of, understand how that could happen. I hope it will Trying never happen. Really. Well, just picking the wrong thing because you don't know what youth culture is. Like I remember being 19 and having like my parents, but then other adults as well that you'd run into maybe in the workplace or like a parent's friend or something. They'd go like, what's in, you know, like they'd ask leading questions and little, like little, uh, yeah, yeah, they want to know, they want to know kind of like what's hip, what's what the kids are doing, like what apps are they on? What music are they listening to? This kind of stuff. And I remember it's so cringe and you don't kind of really want to even explain it. And it's like, because the answers seem so obvious to you. You're also, like, you haven't even really thought about, like, people are like, oh, so on MSN, would you, like, message back if someone messaged you? And you're like, yeah. If you want, like, what do you mean? Like, what a stupid question. Yeah. But, like, they don't even, like, their knowledge is so bad. I'm like, how could you not intuit some of this stuff? But, but also, now I think I'm a bit like older. You, it's like, you don't know what they're doing. So, like, you I'm don't know maybe what 10 doing. years away from a guy who's going, like, that's his thing. And he's doing, like, um, horizontal hand shaking. And I'm like, oh, that's, like, kind of like an alien. Like, that's the new thing, you know? Like, it needs to be the new thing. And you and back if I'm, it. I'm just, I might as well back it. Like, I want to be on top of the new to, thing. The thing is, you don't have to back it. It's but if you're a music grace, guy. Gracefully. But if his whole thing is, like, being in the record industry and back, and picking artists and backing people. Yeah, but you can still do it with your <laughs> with with grace. Like without you have face to do it forward, with grace. Yeah, like, yeah, being, yeah. like, in the photo with Absolutely. him, arm around the beatboxing then, alien. Exactly. You do it with grace. You don't have to. Like, it's like, mm. pick your lane. There's other people in your lane. You can coexist, but yes. you don't have to be like, I'm crossing into the lane. <laughs> the other thing, he pulled this touchdown thing out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh. One of the lamest things I've ever seen, to just stand up. After a song. Yes. And not even do like a touchdown. It takes full commitment. A touchdown is when you catch a ball or yeah. run with a ball over a line instead. You're mad about the gesture not correlating well, the with the word. The gesture had nothing to do with that with the act Would of touching. Would it not be how you celebrate a touchdown? Mm, I've never seen a touchdown celebrated like that. <laughs> Neither really. I watch the Super Bowl every year. Never seen that. He would wind his arm up 
and then do like a low <laughs> finger point up. Yes. And then Channel 10 got involved. They created fucking graphics. Totally. And then it became a thing. It was like Johnny Carson inviting you over to the it couch was. if you killed it on a stand-up set. It and was like everyone's like, I hope I get a touchdown. Haven't we heard that I hope I get a Dicko was jealous of the touchdown? I have. Yeah, Cameron, I think, told me that. <laughs> He hated the touchdown. <laughs> of course he would. Because it's like... He, wait, I think he tried to get something going. <laughs> I, I swear I've got a memory of he was like, that's a home run that's or something. That's offside. <laughs> it's just not clicking in the same way. Because I feel like at the beginning of the, uh, the season one of Australian Idol, Dicko was by far the most likeable of those two. Yeah. I think Marsha had her own kind of uh, soft appeal. We loved Marsha. Everyone She'd loved Marsha. She'd always be like, honey, that was, that was terrific. Totally. Yeah, but, a great voice. But I think Dicko showed more range because he could give quite nice and meaningful compliments, but then also could be quite critical in kind of a fun and mm. uh, naughty way. And then that was fun. I feel like he had an authenticity to him as well. I think he was by far... The best judge. He was, yes. And then Mark Holden comes in with this touchdown shit. Yeah. And I feel like that's when Dicko got like nicer because he was trying to kind of go over to Mark Holden because Mark Holden was getting so much positive feedback for being positive. I feel yeah. like that's where the anti-dress stuff kind of stopped. You know what I mean? And he's like, I've got to be the nice guy. Well, I feel like he was like, I, I, he got in trouble for being too mean. I think he probably thought the show became gimmicky. Yeah. I thought he was like, I'm here doing real work. <laughs> And you're swinging your arm in the air saying touchdown. I don't think you can get on Australian Idol and be too mad about it. I, look, I was watching, mm. um, what, what was it, what's it called? Um, hey Hate Saturday, yep. Best Red Faces. Yeah, um, okay. This is where Australian TV is at the moment. Dale yes. Summers was doing Best Moments of Red Faces at 8.30 on a Sunday night. Oh, is this on TV? This was on TV. Oh, right. Yeah, so this is, this is where we're at now. We're just yep. playing highlights yeah. from a gong show in the 70s. I mean, like, look, I've seen worse stuff on 10 Shakes. <laughs> Ten Shake. Ten Shake's actually not bad. I'd love to. Go- I only, that only came to mind because I chuck it on pretty often. I think I would love to be the pro- programmer for one of those like just weird digital make a channels. Seinfeld channel. Yeah, and just you know? play it all the time. I mean, that's pretty much what Ten Shake is. Yeah, but I would love to do. You know, just get to be in charge of one of the channels for a week, mm. and they're like, "These are the shows you've got. You can just pop it in, and you'd be going like bold and beautiful into like ice road truckers into mm. like. I reckon a computer does it in ten seconds. No, get me. It's my. I'm a tastemaker. <laughs> a tastemaker. Let me in. This is how uh, how how far the uh, the comedians' dreams have fallen. <laughs> Before you would have been like, I could have a Comedy Central special. Now no, you're like, just give me a week on Ten Shake. Just give not me even on screen. I don't even want just to be Just controlling. On it. Just let me switch. Which Becker episodes are played at which times? <laughs> just give me. I'll, I'll do a whole day of just shoot me. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Uh. Anyway, so Daryl Summers is just showing highlights yes. of whatever people mm. slipping over or whatever their acts mm. are. Pretty good stuff. Some of it, to be honest. Mm. Um. But then, like, they were interviewing. Danny, Danny Minogue, Kylie's sister. Yes. And she started judging on it quite early. Oh. And then she started talking quite earnestly because they were kind of doing like a retrospective, people that were big parts of the show or whatever, yeah. about how it got her her start in being a judge and now she's made a career out of being a judge. What As in mean? like a oh. judge on different shows. You're right. She's, she's an like Australian, a, Australia's Got Talent thing. Yeah, and then I think she's done a bunch of different ones. Can but I But she's say? like, and I, it, you know, that maybe and, and she's like, that's my skill. It's like it's not a skill. Oh, I think it you is. Think it's a skill to yeah. judge on these things. Absolutely. And that's why I like Dicko because he was a great judge. And I think I'd be a good judge. I like the idea of being a judge. What would you say? So say I do my beatboxing. Set. I'd be honest. I'd, I'd observe the performance and I'd make a few uh, specific observations about it. Would you it. be mean? I think you could be the queen of mean. I'd be mean when appropriate um, under the guise of analyticalness. And, yeah. and I'd be kind 
in the right way. But you, you know don't, what I mean? You don't know what a hit is. <laughs> don't I? I feel like I do. I feel like I could hear a hit. So if I come out and I do my... Yeah. And then I finish, crowd goes crazy. Mark Holden just gives me a touchdown. Yeah. He's swinging the arm like crazy. And then it cuts to you. And you want to say something like negative to me. Yeah. What would you say? I'd try and think of like a metaphor. Oh, metaphors would be unbelievable. You'd be like, you sounded like uh, an 80s vacuum cleaner that had been thrown in the tip. Mm, that would be good if that was your thing. You know? You'd become like the honey badger. Of, yeah, you say, yeah, like a little, always got little a phrase. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think, yeah, it, it's mainly about picking when to be mean and when to be nice. And I think... You'd maybe have some more time than I just had to, like, come up. Because I'm not, like, really proud of that one. I like, also didn't, like, perform enough for No, you. Totally. Like, I should have given you a full four No, minutes. but that was enough. That was enough to, to kind of... To like criticize. To, no, I didn't like it. Yeah. I feel like it's about just sensing what the right... It's weird that you have to use your horniness as well. Because, like, mean? the Simon Cowell, they, when they're making their judgment, what are they doing? They're using their musical knowledge mm. to understand whether the musical abilities of the person singing are kind of good and whether they're like they have the sound of their voice and whether their pitch and stuff yep. are, are good. That's just experience. And that that's just like musical experience and kind of seeing what's worked in the past. But then, and then X Factor, that's like charisma, love sensing charisma. I love when they say, I don't know what it is, but you have it. But you have it. I mean, that's exactly. A, that's a great, I'd love to hear that. I like that that seems a bit random as well because you're like, Sometimes you think that they have it and sometimes they don't. Mm. It's similar. But then another thing is they need to be attractive. They don't have like, to be attractive. In order to be like winning one of these shows, you've got to be attractive. You think? Yeah. Guy Sebastian looks odd. Yeah, but he was but he he's still odd. relatively man. He's still relatively attractive and he was season one and it's only gotten worse. Since. He's a hottie now. Totally. My point is you have to how do you know who's hot? You have to use your Horniness. You have to tap into your sexual appetite. Well, maybe you could have like a horny like rating could be your touchdown. <laughs> what do you mean? You're like, I'm boned up or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking. And then like a big graphic comes out of a penis just ejaculating <laughs> and the crowd starts cheering. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, ah. Mark Holden gets jealous. It's the come on down. Oh, come on down. But I'm coming now. Coming, coming down. <laughs> coming under the desk here. This is the, we're both hungover. Are you hungover? Oh, I'm, I'm tired. So, I'm in a bad way. <laughs> I can't. No, I was supposed to do a trial show tonight. It's, I can't. It's it. touchdown. No, it's coming down. Come on. We're com- I'm coming. Not the, I'm not at the top of my game, Tom. <laughs> I'm struggling. Okay. No, I've we're had doing very our little best. sleep. I've been on seven planes this we're weekend. We're doing our goddamn best. I reckon. Um, who do you think has done the best mm. from Australian Idol? I reckon um, Matt Corby is up there. I feel oh, like Guy Sebastian is number one, maybe. Matt Corby probably artistically is doing the best. Then I think got- he would be respected. I also saw a cover of he did of Chains by Tina Arena. Oh, yeah. So good. Nice. One of the best things I've seen. Lisa Mitchell. Oh. She's not doing great, but she's, like, I, I liked her back in the day. I think she's doing all right. Still follow her on Instagram. Not like she's still crazy working. Like, she's no. working? Oh, I say that. That's all you can ask for. Two or every now and days. then. Well, exactly. Particularly, you know. I feel like some of them have gone into presenter roles that I'm not thinking that, mm. that aren't according to me now. I feel like Guy's an obvious one, Damien Leith, I think Anthony Kalia, he probably still does a Married show. Married to um, Tim, what's his name? Totally. What's his name? I think Anthony Kalia might be musical theatre now. Yeah. And you know who else musical theatre? Dude, I know who you're going to say. What's his name? Uh, Rob. Millsy. Millsy, yeah. And he also had sex with Paris Hilton. He's done all right. I mean, yeah, that couldn't have hurt. What about Casey Donovan? 
Casey Donovan, she's around. You see her? She did the Coles ad. She, she's I think often she did in- doing New Year's Eve. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's up there doing she, New Year's she Eve. She got catfished. She did get catfished. Remember that? That was huge for her profile. I do. My God. Was it? I saw it. her on Bumble once. Did you? I'm like, God, she's trusting it again. Back on. <laughs> get back on the horse, Fucking. <laughs> be careful, Cassie. You just sent her a ma- you match with it just yeah, to exactly. say be careful. Hey, I'm not interested, but I just yeah. need you to look after yourself out there. <laughs> but I've got a guy right here who's really interested. Let me just pass the phone on to my just, friend. Exactly. <laughs> he just needs your bank details just very quickly to make sure that you're real because he's so hot. <laughs> I haven't even bought anything in to talk about. I didn't. I've got a. Qu- I mean, the classic question I was thinking about on the way here because I bought a scratchy for someone. Oh, nice! That's such a great present. It is a, a great present because you know what you're selling, hope, and that's what we could use in this world. I think to to dream of being a millionaire is kind of almost to become one. Mm. No, <laughs> for a, for a while in your mind, <laughs> you're practicing your Australian Idol <laughs> quotes that you'd say. <laughs> to be a winner of Australia, to, to almost be a winner of Australian Idol is almost as good as being a winner. I've got to pick one person to go home today, and to that person I'd say, don't give up. Your career has only just begun, and to dream of stardom and success oh, that's so good. is to have stardom and success wow. as long as passion flows through your heart. Adam, you're going home. And then he cries. That'd be like, pretty oh, good. my journey. That was great. Yeah, that was really thank good. You. I saw that at the Comedy Festival Awards speeches. A lot of people were doing mm. things like that, being like, dream and do it for the love. Yes. Because that's what it's all about. That's what I used. To, I did a few times when I hosted the Raw um, State Final. Oh, did um, you? You said something like that. No, I said, uh, guys, uh, there's only going to be like two winners. Um, but, you know, a lot of great performers tonight. Um, so if you're... Um, if you're not one of the two, I just want to say to you, you should probably quit. <laughs> Big laugh. I think I hosted one last year or maybe this year and yeah. I said something similar being like, mm. I was like, it just doesn't matter. I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. none of this matters. I was like, it's not mm. real. Don't worry about it mm. like that. And people got quite upset. They were like, what? why are you just trashing the, totally. the thing? And I was like, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm actually saying I'm helping you out with some perspective yeah. here. Because you're going to lose. Because you're all going to lose. I'm looking at a few of you. I've already got, and I've actually got the names in my know head. And I know who it is. They and were they good. don't need confidence. They were great. <laughs> they were they won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But some of you, pooey. <laughs> Not thank you. He stunk it up. <laughs> Probably exactly who listens to this <laughs> podcast. All of you. <laughs> You should quit. How good do you think you need to be before you, you quit? You should not quit, you know? Oh, what I, would you say? When would you have quit? Have you ever thought about quitting? Yeah. Stand up? Yesterday. Right. Yeah. Didn't go very well. Didn't you? At Splendor? I was hosting. It was just really tough. Mm. Really tough. What time is it? It was like six. Interesting. And, and it was why, like why the time? last night. Everyone yeah, was everyone dead. Was a bit, it's yeah. covered in mud. Everyone was taking the last of their drugs. Totally. They were coming in for shelter, yes. eating food. Man, you can't and, blame and yourself Hing, in a situation like this. Hing and Hobber had just done like a podcast for an hour. Yes. That wasn't exactly laugh heavy. Yes. And had kind of trained them into like. Oh, they've been watching been that. chilling. And then I was like, Hing, maybe we should just take a break. Yes. And then instead they just finished their podcast and then he just announced me onto stage and I just had to start the comedy show. That's so annoying. And it was like, so then everyone's just getting up and leaving. It was like really bad. But the show ended up being okay. Interesting. You just had to take some bullets. Oh, so many bullets. Is anyone filming it? No. No, no, no. I want to see. The death. I want to see. It was, I mean, it was like, 
I was I was still had a smile on my face. Okay, that's what all that matters. That's all you can do. But there was very little. As long as you have hope, laughter, and a dream <laughs> of future success, it's almost like you're experiencing it. But yeah, scratchies. Oh yeah, sorry. If I gave you mm. a ten dollars scratchy, yeah, and then you win a million dollars, what are your obligations to me, if any? Oh, probably to not tell you and just bank it. Oh my god! Yeah, and then just live a life. With well, the isn't money. this very interesting? And I would isn't like this the time where we find out. Do you know what the measure of a man? And you would be like, I would still buy you stuff, but I'd never tell you I won the money with the scratchy. Oh my god! So I god. would like get you some presents, and you'd be like, "This is crazy. You've been yeah. so nice to me. I'll buy you dinner, take you out for dinner, maybe, but never tell you because I'll try I to then- fuck you if you <laughs> if I won money. I'd try to uh, fuck with you and fuck you. That's what I'd do, but I'd never tell you. <laughs> That I was trying to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you home and I'll, like, try and seduce you and stuff, but I'll never reveal it. If you had, like, a wisp of hair kind of, like, uh, falling down just in front of your eye, it, I would, like, brush, brush it, it back behind your ear. I would ear. blow it. I would blow it away. <laughs> blow okay, it. I would go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, thank you. Did, did you win on that scratchy? You're acting weird. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> Shh. Sleep time. <laughs> He's no. acting so strange since I bought that scratchy. I'd, I'd probably give you... A bit, ten grand. Ten grand, okay. <laughs> From a million. God, we're up up to ten. Yeah, I don't think I could live with myself. I think my instincts would be to not give you any. Totally, not tell anyone. I mean, it I don't think I'd tell a soul. It to intersects be with you know what you want to do more generally with this, which would be yeah, generally you want to keep it quiet. So if you're going to give me something, you got to tell me, and then who knows who I tell. So like I would, you know, I see or, that logic. What if I did this? Yeah, I went into business. With use the money to go into business with you for something. Okay. But we used the money as the capital. But then we were 50-50 in the business. Okay. But, so you're telling me about the money? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not giving and you any. Giving I'm me, just giving you a share for of me. business. So say I'm like, hey, we're going to buy mm. a bar. <laughs> we don't have to. Okay, so now I have to. Now I work <laughs> at a bar. Great. I give you a fucking scratchy. Yeah, and now I work in hospitality. Perfect. Dude, what are, you, what, what, what are I, your avails like yeah, on the weekends? Exactly. Cancel some gigs. Guess who's we washing the fucking dishes? I bet I am. Dude, the lockout laws, they're gone now. <laughs> We're going to 5 a.m. Long shifts. <laughs> Very long We shifts. can't actually afford staffing, so we're going to have to do quite a lot. And of this is not one of those scratches where you get like 50K a year. This is one lump sum <laughs> we're up top. We're actually not paying ourselves a wage at the start of the business. <laughs> You're a shareholder. In five years' time, I think we'll turn a profit. You're a director of the company. You have legal obligations to work as hard as you can for this business. My God damn it. <laughs> you work. You work for this business. <laughs> I put your name on all the forms. Yeah, I didn't tell you. I tricked you into slow. Now get in there. You're welcome. Some you, people would have just hidden this from you, but no. Now I you work for me. So <laughs> oh, it's good in spirit. But that would, I think it would be nice. A bar, no, a bar where we didn't have to work. Okay. But we could go in and have a drink whenever so we wanted. So it's just somewhere to hang out. Yeah, but imagine if I gave you that gift. That, I mean, that sounds pretty good. And you're one of the bosses. So we'd have to do a bit. Like, we've got to hire yeah. some people. Okay. That's but, fun. Uh, but we've got enough money. We've got a million dollars. Totally. To start a bar. A million dollars to start a bar. Oh, hang on. This is now too far. It's like a big You're bar. giving me like $500,000 of it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. You're going to spend all a million on a business and you're going to give me 50% of the business. That's giving me $500,000. Well, no. That's too much. That's crazy. I don't think a small bar in Sydney will make much, much of a return. I think we hold on to it for a while. Yeah, but what? It's more just a fun. It's like camaraderie. Yeah, but I'm saying you shouldn't give me that much money. Oh, so we should use 200K. Yeah. I think if you spent... I mean, even then you're giving me 100K. Yeah, but I'm not giving you one. I don't think you're going to get 100K out of it. 
I don't know if the business costs that much to begin with, or is that just the setup cost? I think that's the You're setup not cost. Buying an we're buying, we've got to fit out the business. God, so hang on. <laughs> Not only are you giving, are you here. spending two hundred thousand dollars, and then of the stuff that you got for that two hundred thousand dollars, you're giving me half. So you're giving me one hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and on top of that, you expect the value of this business to plummet. After I think so. Well, let's be money. honest. You so your share is going to go down from one hundred thousand dollars to like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So really, you're giving away one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm giving away, yeah, but I'm doing it to satisfy you, <laughs> but also not give you cash. So would everyone would be like, he's a great guy. But I then wouldn't give you. Yeah, but I'm doing cash. it to satisfy you. You yeah. fuck. But I, I also think ask for shit. I also think we would have some fun times out of totally. it. Totally. Because once we've fitted it out and we've yeah. set it up, we've hired a bunch totally. of people. We do the you know a bit of PR and marketing. Why not give me twenty percent of the company? Then we can pop in for a cocktail. Yes. Well, give no, me 20%. I feel like you want fifty percent so that they know. <laughs> so there's nothing awkward when you walk into the bartenders and they're like, "Oh, does he does he have some steak? And do we give him a free drink?" If it's like you and me are the face of the business, yeah. Then they're like, Tom's here. What do you want? An old-fashioned? Here you go. You know what? This is actually some um, uh, corporate law here, which mm. can help satisfy this situation. 51-49. No. Well, I mean, that's an option, obviously. But there's the shareholding in the business. Mm. That's who owns the business. Yes. Then there's the, who are the directors of the company that yeah. runs the business, right? So those people don't necessarily own anything, but they're kind of in charge of the day-to-day operations of the business, right? Yeah. So if I was you... With this plan, mm. I'd give me like ten percent ownership, but make me a director with you as the director. So we have equal power of the day to day. Yeah, and the you know the people who like work there, they respect us equally. We both have equal position. Yeah, but when you sell it, like at the end of the day, you are ninety. I I do appreciate that, but I do want you to get fifty percent of the sale. <laughs> How Especially are you, if we how are you being loss. too? You're too nice in this. I can't accept it. What? How much do you think is fair? I think it's funner to do a bar or some kind of business that yeah, we're as a joint in. venture. Yeah, then just give you the cash. Oh, that I agree with that logic, but I just think because you don't want to work, it, you just don't want to be part of the bar. No, but I also don't think that. Do, do you? Okay, let's go. What down about to I give you, here. How about I buy the bar, give you a bar tab? <laughs> That's so different. I give you a fifty thousand dollar bar tab for the year. Fifty thousand dollars <laughs> in drinks, but I have to drink it. Well, I you mean, can that's take friends there. Imagine if you had a fifty oh, grand bar tab and okay. a sick cocktail. But it bar. has to go back to your business. Yeah, it's that might. Well, I don't. Yeah. Do you understand the the concept of like if a uh, a gift is too big, it makes you uncomfortable. Mm, yeah, big time. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, but you've given me a scratch. You do have to get something if you bought me a scratchy and I've won a million. I think a lot of people would argue with that. I kind of think I agree. The idea I had was kind of similar to yours in terms of doing it secretly. I feel like if it's secret gifts... So now you're not telling anyone about the money. Would you tell the person? So this is my concern with it, is that if I give you $10,000, then you're A, admitting that I've won money, but B, I'm putting a figure on how much I think I owe the guy that gave me the scratchy, right? Yeah. Whereas if you don't find out about it, then you never know and have the potential to quibble. Because yes. if I tell you 10000 it's chance you're like 1% only. I fucking, you wouldn't have won that without me. Mm. You owe me fucking 20%, right? That's a risk. 20%. So, so what if I spend like, you know, yeah, 50K or something, but I pay a guy to follow you around, follow you home. No. And fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wait, is he fucking me? Do I like it or not in this scenario? Sorry, I was, that was a misdirect. Oh, okay. Follow you around. Let's just talk more about this guy fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, f- follow you around and make your life easier in ways that are imperceptible oh. to you. So let's say you oh, like, um, the like getting coffee down the road. 
they go ahead of you and they're like, oh, can I get a, a coffee uh, and you ready? Get there and the coffee's there. Yeah, and it's all ready for you. Or like the little pastry that you're like, make sure there's one set aside so it's not sold out. And you just find that your life's kind of just... And, but I never know. You never know, but your life's just a bit easier. I wow. think that that's a moral good, morally good solution. I yeah, but it still would it would still my relationship with you would still be a bit different. No, but I would never tell you I won the. So you never okay, interesting. And so I'm just living. And then large. you provide me with like a guardian angel almost. Yeah, exactly. I mean, here's another thing they could do: they could go to pubs, and then and on your deathbed, would you reveal it? No, you would take it to the grave. <laughs> I, I think, think it would eat you up inside. I don't think it would be good to find out that someone's been fucking following you around for years, making your life easier. That's a wind at your back. That's I think what that is. Exactly. You don't want to know about the wind. What about this? They go to pubs, and before you get there, they dress really cool, right? Sunglasses. Wouldn't you eventually run into this guy? Nah, he's He's, he's good. F- he's good. He's really he's good. He's fucking pro. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you pay this guy to go ahead of you in social situations and just be like, fuck. You know that Santorn guy? Mm. You heard of him? And then, like, show photos of you, like, fuck, he's so cool. I've always wanted to meet him. Mm. And, like, he's so nice and, like, so good in all these ways. And then it's, like... Quite poor. Doesn't have the money I have, but... Totally. And so, look, if anyone wants to shout him a drink, I'm sure you'd appreciate it. He's got some mates with a bit of cash. Oh, absolutely. Can't tell you who taps the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then leaves the pub, and then you get there, and everyone's like, Sam. Holy hell. This is crazy you're here. Yeah, exactly. We've heard of you. You're fantastic. Do that heaps. And then maybe if you, if I was paying this guy to follow you around and make your life fantastic. Yeah. At some point, like I'm paying that guy in money, right? Sure. But if he's doing a great job... And I can see you have a, a swing in your step. You're uh, a spring, not a swing. Sweet. Um, you know, you're having a great time. That's really making our relationship and my life a great, uh, a lot better as well. I'm really liking the service that this guy's providing. I want to give him a raise, but I also don't want to be like uh, him to get complacent and you not being as good. You have to pay good. this guy full-time wage. Oh, so I'm paying him like a flat, fare, a good fee, like $50,000 or something per, you know, six months, let's say. Oh. Let's say 100 k a year. But I don't want to up the fee permanently, but I want to give him a reward without him knowing. Yeah. So I pay a third guy to follow him, him around, around and make his life easier. So that guy would then, and then what do you get pay there that even guy? earlier and be like, when a guy comes in to tell you to keep that bagel aside, say thank you. Yeah. Say, how's it going, mate? And you know what he really likes? He likes when someone just puts a hand on his shoulder and says, you're doing a great job. That's really nice. And then that guy's having a bit of a, Trouble. Better, well, no, a better experience of life. And then that flows down to you. And then what about this? So what if I fall on some hard financial times mm. and then you get me to follow the third guy and make his life easier? Okay, so we're so into now, a bit of a circle We're into like here. a loop now. That's not bad. Yeah, so we're all just chasing each other around. <laughs> I think <laughs> it would be almost impossible. It's hurting my head a little bit now, but I think it would be impossible for you to not find out about what's going at, on. At this point. Because that guy, you'd be like, well, he's going he would... to all my fucking places that I go. Yeah, but you wouldn't realise. You're just like, that is weird, but it's like I just am working here. This guy lives a pretty normal life to what No, but I you f- figure out that the, the guy that follows the guy that follows you yeah. goes to the place that you like to buy a bagel from every yeah. morning half an hour before you do and asks the person who works there to tell the next guy yeah. that he's doing a great job. Well, Just give him some. Well, so you like go there travel. a bit earlier 
and you'd say, hey, you know that guy who comes in and says to that guy to tell him to, uh, that he's doing a great job? Can you tell him that he's doing a good job? And then they'd be, you'd never be curious about what job he was well, doing. We're buying a bagel start, for no, you. You might start thinking that you seeing him at the bagel still in, inspired you to have the bagel. <laughs> so it's like time travel. It's like who actually did the thing first? If you go back, to, to, when did it happen? What Look, order did it happen I have no in? doubt that this arrangement would fuck with your brain slightly, but I don't think you'd forget the origins of your interest in bagels necessarily. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not saying it wouldn't, but I'm just saying like you would... It could be confusing. It could be confusing and then you would forget. Initially, they've mm. all followed you yes. there to the bagel store. Absolutely. But then the, your first job is like, you're like, oh, that's crazy. What a coincidence. This guy's at the bagel store mm. already. And then you're like, I'm going to have a bagel as well. Yeah. Maybe I have another bagel. Oh and then God. they go back and then the loop well, starts. Now, but then the loop's bad because then if you have another bagel then... Then the guy Has who's to paid be. to follow you around and make life easy for you to be like, fuck, where'd that bagel come from? Yeah, I didn't yeah. even get in before that bagel and make his life better. I'm doing a shit job. All of a sudden, he's like mad at himself. And then he's in his car and he's thinking, God, I'm an idiot. And he's like slapping himself in the face. And yeah. then the guy that's paid to make him happy is looking at him in the car park, slapping himself in the face, being like, what kind of job am I doing? I'm a failure. He starts slapping him in, in the face. face. And then you're watching him. And you're like, oh, God. I'm and then all of a sudden, we're depressed. Well, that's when we get a fourth guy. <laughs> A fourth guy comes in. To, he could fix it all. All right, I'll get involved. <laughs> yes, nice to be back. Come on, sit down, tuck in, 